It's like when we're young, we all have these dreams and these goals of like what we think our life is going to be like. And they somehow, somewhere get overshadowed by a safe bet, whether that's a, a job you take or a, a, a major you major in in school. And, and your dreams, they just kind of go away or, or they kind of go to the back of your brain. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're always still there. Welcome to the I Quit Podcast. It's all about how to get out of the real world and get into the real world, the world you want to live in. I'm your host, Brett Buxton. Thank you for joining me. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number one of I Quit. How to leave the real world for the real world. So, my name is Brett Buxton. I'm your host. And, uh, you know, this kind of hit me as a ton of bricks the other day. I I knew I wanted to start something. Um, I've got a whole life shift happening here. And I wanted to to share it with you guys. So, um, a little backstory. Uh, I was in construction for 13 years. uh, Flipping all the way to custom homes. And uh, spent the last five years doing custom homes, um, you know, doing like $2 million projects a year. Uh, one intern, and I was the boss, you know, it's basically as lean and mean as you could get it. Kind of sounds like the dream. And it was pretty good. Um, you know, we didn't have to advertise. Uh, the phone was always ringing with new projects. And I was saying no to business. Honestly, for the last few years, I've, I've said no more than I've said yes, because the projects we take on are, are long projects. So as a small company, you know, we subcontract everything out. There's only so much we could do. Um, and I wanted to grow it as it was going along. That's a whole other story. Anyway, I had as much work as I wanted right up until the end. And, and the end was just a few weeks ago. Uh, you know, like the title of this podcast, I quit. So I just quit. Uh, I've been done for a little bit here, kind of tying up loose ends, but you know, about two, three weeks is all. So um, now let's kind of back up five years. Uh, Why did I quit? Well, I had an idea for a new neck pillow that I developed in my spare time, a travel pillow for, for flying. And you know, what comes to mind, probably the silly little donut or horseshoe things that everybody has that don't work. Exactly. That's not what I made. I made something that actually really worked because those don't work. Um, and I'll talk more about that in the next episode. But I had been developing the pillow off and on for a couple of years, um, and I was ready to launch. And then COVID hit, travel dies, dead. No chance for neck pillows. You know, you couldn't even get stuff made. You know, there's a, a the pillow has a foam core in it. There was an oil shortage, and I, I mean, they couldn't make the foam. Like all this stuff happened. And I'm like, man, maybe that's a sign. Like. Maybe I wasn't supposed to do this. Um, I got a good construction company going. Like, let's just keep doing this. Well, COVID hits. I get a call. Got this huge project that's, you know, my next year. Um, and, and they're like, hey, man, you know, COVID, market, blah, blah, blah. We're going to wait. We're just going to stop. We're going to pause the project. Sorry. You know, and I'm like, Ooh, wow. So my new idea is dead. My current project's dead. Oh, shit what do we do now? And I'm like, well, cue the importance of savings. I had some money saved, you know, I was going to be fine on that front. I can get by for a while, but it's like not my long-term plan. So a couple weeks go by and I get another phone call. Hey man, you know, the world didn't end. COVID is here, but things are moving and we all kind of know what happened from there. We're back. Let's do the project. Um, And from there, 
as we all know, the last few years have just been a just a marathon sprint, whirlwind, hurricane, tornado, all tied into one, right? It's been crazy, at least in construction. And, you know, so I, I get back to being like, hey, this is what I'm probably supposed to be doing. I'm going to start accepting being a builder. The money's good. The work's plentiful. Jobs are coming in too fast to ignore and even think about. And, you know, funny enough, I'd never planned any of it. Well, that's great, you know, kind of like slipping into the silver slipper or whatever. But, you know, I'd basically landed in this job that could fund this lifestyle and, you know, allow me to be creative, which is one of my favorite things. And, and you know, honestly, a big part of why I like the neck pillow thing. Um, but I had never planned on it, like I said. And so the the time was going by and, you know, working a ton. And one morning after, you know, four years into this just marathon, you know, and, and before 2020, the market was already crazy here in Phoenix. It, it just kind of always is uh, until it explodes or implodes. Um, so one morning I'm driving to work and I call, I had a, what I call the 44th Street Epiphany. So 44th Street here in Phoenix is right up on the way to um, to my project. So the 44th Street Epiphany. After a whirlwind few years of nonstop 10-hour days, I realized that I had been hanging my entire happiness hat on the heads of people who didn't even respect me or my standards. Like I was having such a tough time getting work done the right way or how I wanted it done as the boss. You know, I'm ultimately in charge of how things come out. You know, I, I don't do all the work myself, but I have to make sure that it all gets done right. And it just wasn't. Man, it was going rough. Like, I spent, honestly, 10 hours a day, like, fixing mistakes and trying to get things the way I wanted them. And, you know, my customer's like, well, why don't you have those guys come back and do it? And I'm like, man, if they did it wrong the first time, I see what you're saying, but I got to stand here and watch them do it anyway. Like, it was just this thing of, like, I don't think the people were even qualified to do it right, at least as right as I wanted it. So I just knew I had to make a change. I had, I had to quit making up for the, the work of just these morons who didn't care about these projects. Okay, enough negativity. Now, you know, I had two more huge projects started. One of them bailed. The couple ended up getting divorced. Um, you know, so there's some cracks already kind of starting to show in what I had thought was my fateful, you know, endeavor into home building of where I'm like, hey, maybe this is what I should be doing. Well, this major project cracked. The other projects are, are, are trouble. It's just, it's really wearing on me. I can't sleep at night sometimes. I'm like, I can't hardly work enough to feel like I'm picking up the slack. And then I just decided, I was like, hey, that, that big project fell apart due to the divorce. This I've got one other big project right now. This is going to be the last one that I take on. I'm done with it. Like, it, it just, it's not, it's hard. So, Back to the title of this podcast, I quit, you know, how to leave the real world for the real world. Well, the real world for me had been construction. And what I mean by that is, you know, that thing where you go on vacation and you're there for five days and, you know, days one through four, just incredible. And then day five, it's all about like, oh man, tomorrow, back to the real world. Yeah. So that's what I mean by construction for me. That was my real world. Wah, wah, right. But what had started to form in my head ever since I started, you know, developing this this travel pillow and, and having this idea of wanting to do something differently or do things differently, I should say, was that I wanted to be in the real world. 
Like I wanted to be in the world that was real to me, not just like part of some business that, you know, you kind of fall into, you go to work every day and, and you get a paycheck and it's great, but you can't hardly spend money fast enough on the weekends to try to fill the void that your week leaves in you. And, and you know, this sounds pretty morbid and, and dark, but I think there's a lot of, you know, I imagine a lot of you can can relate to having this feeling of, wow, this is what I do with so much of my time, and I don't really like it all that much. There's got to be something better, and there is. There is a real world out there. I know it. I just started my journey on it in terms of actually like cutting ties to my previous life, of work life, um, but it's out there. It's there. I'm already starting to get into it and and I'm going to take you guys along the way on this whole thing so you can see hey and maybe I'll fail spectacularly go down in flames and you know maybe episode 10 will be like well I'm back on the job site building houses and if that's the case hey listen anyway because that's going to probably be entertaining for you to see but it's not going to go that way I can already see it the the real world is coming into view I'm, I'm doing things like trying to manifest and trying to visualize and be grateful and all the stuff that, you know, you basically have to wrap your head around. Otherwise, you do get caught up in the, uh, you know, the tedium of, you know, trying to not be disappointed by the fact that you left your job and you're not <laughs> really making any money yet. But um, I made the choice. I, uh, I decided which real world I wanted it to be true. And um, I want it to be the one where I don't ever have to leave work if I don't want to. Like, you know, my construction job, I'd get a few days off a year and I'm like, hey, you think about it all the time on, on you know, vacation. Like, oh, I forgot to do this. Got to get back to this. Oh, man, I, that's going to suck when I get back. Or they're calling you the whole time and, you know, problems and fires to put out. And, you know, I think we had one fire and I started that one actually, a real fire. But I put it out. We're good. Nothing bad. Um, but, yeah, I, I want it to be a job where I'm like, hey, I don't, feel like I need to leave it like this job is built around my life rather than me building my life around the job and I can bring it wherever I go and I'm the boss and I get to hang my hat on my own head and the reward is potentially a lot greater than the risk and that's that's kind of the biggest thing I think um if, and if you're listening to this and you know I quit caught your attention because you've been thinking about starting some fires of your own and, and getting out of that job you've hated and you've got an idea stewing in your brain and man it just seems like everybody else is making money online and, and there's all these ways to do it and I've just been too afraid to try. Well, you know what? Those are all super common things. Everybody goes through them. I've been through it for years. Like... I mean, I've started and half-assed so many businesses, I can't even tell you. Like, always thinking, hey, maybe this will be the next get-rich-quick thing that'll just blow up for me and I can put in minimal effort and I don't have to do anything and it'll work, right? Well, that's not going to happen, and I realize that. And construction, honestly, really helped me realize that. Like, I always told my clients, I'm like, a, job, a project is never done until it's done. It always looks bad until that last cleanup and you get that last little line of caulk and you, uh, you know, take the last bit of garbage out. Like projects never look good until they're 100% done, clean and ready to go. And, and that's kind of the same as this thing. It's like, there's a ton of work to do. And in a construction project, every single step has to get done. You can't put 
pile down if there's no floor underneath it to lay it on, right? That's a perfect analogy for building your own business. Everybody wants to jump to the finish line, but, but what have you ever done in your life that you were able to just jump to the finish line on? I mean, nothing. Like, you have to do the work. If, if you want to if you want to go golfing, I mean, you have to drive to the golf course. Like, there's always a step in between where your ideal goal and outcome is and where you are. And if you just embrace that and realize, hey, no matter what I do, it's going to be work. Why don't I find something super fun to do or at least something that gets me up in the morning, gets me jazzed. I don't need 10 cups of coffee just to, you know, yank myself into the shower and jazz myself up enough just to go to work. Like, there's something out there for you, and I know it, and I've, I'm pretty sure I've found it. And even construction was close for me. I really did like it until it got so bad I felt like I had no control over it. But if you have dreams and you have goals and you've always wanted to do something, but it's always been overshadowed by the safe bet, my safe bet was construction, and I got duped by the money. I was making really good money for a while. Um but if your dreams and goals are overshadowed by your safe bet, whatever that is for you, you're a you know a realtor, you're a teacher, you're a I have no idea, you're a nurse, you're a dental hygienist, whatever it is, like I'm gonna go ahead and take a leap here and and, and bet that you probably didn't want to be that when you were a little kid, right? When you were five years old, you probably weren't like you know what my dream job is, parts counter at O'Reilly. That's what I want to do, right? You probably didn't do that. You, but what happened is your your dreams and goals just got overshadowed. There's a safe bet out there, and, and you took it. And nobody can blame you for that. But what we can blame you for now, and I blame myself for this, and it made me take the next step, was staying there. When you decide, hey, this is where I'm going to stay because it's easier than going the other direction, then just stay there, accept it. And, and if you can't accept it every morning when you get up and say, hey, I consciously made the decision to stay here, I need to try to find a way to be happy. You'll be fine. People do it all the time. I know plenty of perfectly happy people or at least outwardly happy people who have been doing the same thing for 40 years. And if you ask them what do they want to be when they grow up, they don't say it's what they're doing. It was something else. But it's it's possible. But for me and for you, if you're listening to this, I know there's something more inside of you that you wish you could do. You just haven't done it for whatever reason. And I mean, let me just be you know, the guy to say it again, I mean, 5, 10, 15 years just flew by in construction, knocking on the door of 40. I turned 40 this summer. I've got my first baby. He, I just had a, a little son in December of 22. Um, you know, quit my job, no income, like <laughs> the, the shit's getting real, they say. So, um, but you know, the point of the story is like five years flew by and, and if I would have just kept going, nothing would ever change. And every day you get up and, and you look out the window, or if you're like me, you have these, these little things like I love, I grew up snowboarding, you know, skiing, going, going on these ski trips in the winter. And we always try to rent a cool cabin somewhere. And I'm like, God, my dream would have been to have this mountain house and then a, a lake house somewhere. And then, you know, a house here in Phoenix. And I'm like, every year that went by, there's like this little bit of erosion of hope that I could ever have those things for myself rather than just renting them for a few days a year. And and if you're like me, like every time you 
pull up to that cabin or every time maybe you're leaving that cabin, which is probably more when it happens for me, but when your vacation's over and you're locking the door and putting it back in the lockbox and checking out at 10 a.m. on a Sunday, and you look up at that beautiful place you just stayed for a couple nights and you think, damn, couple things. That place is so cool. And then you're like, man, I'd love to have something like that. And then you're like, man, I can't afford that. And then you're like, man, I don't know that I'll ever be able to afford that. And you just get to this spot of like this negative spiral because the years keep adding up and they keep showing you evidence of why you can't have those things. But it's only because you haven't made any changes. And I know that's true. And and that's why this will be the last thing I say here. That's why I quit. And here we go. Just tune in for the next few episodes, and I'm going to tell you some more of uh, how I quit, and you know, hopefully I can inspire you to do the same thing. So I appreciate you listening. Um, keep fighting the good fight. You know, life isn't all bad. It's actually pretty good most of the time, and you got to remember that. Uh, but let's go on this together. I'm going to tell you everything. I, I'm not there yet. My company is just in infant stages, and uh, it's brand new, and... Man, I got 3,000 units of this neck pillow sitting in a storage unit, and, uh, you know, they're not really selling yet. But the goal is, hey, figure out how to sell them, and uh, I'm doing stuff for that as we speak. So can't wait to have you back, and I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks.